Welcome to Your Grit Story Podcast, where we chat with founders, leaders, and changemakers to learn about their journey to make the future a reality. I'm Eric, your friendly host. Follow us on where you are tuning in or find us on any social media channels to catch highlights and snippets of our episodes. Let's be inspired by the stories while you create your great story. We are back on our next episode of Your Great Story Podcast. This is part of the NOC alumni series where we revisit those who went through the NUS uh, Overseas College program uh, and went on to chase their passion to make an impact uh, through starting up. And today we are very excited to have Ethan Ang with us. Hi, Ethan. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Awesome. Ethan is the co-founder of NoteFlare, up in coming tech career super app and we are here to unpack his journey of uh, starting up and his plans to grow the company further. We also love to learn about his experience about the NUMS Overseas College. Ethan, I am super pumped up to jump into all these topics uh, but before that we'd like you to let our listeners know more about you. On to you Ethan. Yeah, so uh, great to be here. Thanks for having me Eric. Just a very quick introduction. Uh, I'm Ethan, one of the co-founders here at Noteflare. Really, I think uh, we started the company really to just uh, help to push for career transparency. You know, when we first started back in 2018, really, we just wanted to start a business, right? Just really helping out companies to recruit. So it's very much like your traditional kind of service business. But then it really created a very interesting foundation uh, to uh, what we're doing today. So the past two, three years, we have been serving companies, serving tech talent. And we realized that there was a very apparent problem where uh, there's just a lot of candidates, tech talents that are basically gambling with their careers, right? We realized that, you know, today you see VCs doing a lot of due diligence before they invest their 200K, 500K or whatever, right? But when it comes to candidates, uh, they're investing their time. But surprisingly, right, they don't do much due diligence before they join a company, which is crazy to me because they spend so much time at work, right? And then the smarter ones will go through interviews and ask difficult questions, the due diligence, right? But it's kind of crazy that, that if you need to do that for like 10 companies concurrently, if you're interviewing with 10 companies. So it's just silly, right? And, and I think these all things point back to just career obesity. And we felt like, hey, you know, maybe you can do something there. So we launched a platform last year. Uh, and we realized that we received a ton of testimonies from people, you know, just saying how much we have helped them in their journey. Mm. And traction has been going well. So we just like really want to double down on this and help the community as, at large. So yeah, that's just a very quick introduction about me and, and, and why we're building this and uh, very cool very yeah. cool so you spoke about career transparency which is the core right uh, of what you're doing uh, before jumping into that right uh, bring us through the past years right of your journey uh, of starting NoteFlare where were you before NoteFlare and what brought you to starting NoteFlare so funny story uh, in 2017 uh, I think that was my like okay by the way for our listeners I, I have a physics degree uh, so it's nothing to do with <laughs> what I'm doing now uh, very random, very random, right? So, like, you study about stars and, like, gravity and, like, whatever. Uh, it's, like, just, just like, super random fact, right? But, yeah, I was, like, okay, like, it's, it's good to know, but I don't know what I can use that for. Mm. So, I was, like, okay, I'm intrigued. I like to build stuff. I like to, um, you know, just, just like, creating from scratch, right? So, then sometime in 2017, I was trying for NUS of his college, NOC, Silicon Valley. And I got mm. in, by the way, I got in, uh, but no companies wanted to hire me, okay? It was like, like, okay, so I branded myself and I realized I branded myself as like the doer and I can like 
basically do anything and everything. But mm. nobody, no companies wanted to hire me. La. That was a slight problem right there. Mm. So eventually, I didn't get a fly. I was like one of the few that didn't get a fly. And then I was kind of like devastated, right? So then I started my first startup then. Right after I took an LA and I started a startup, which failed very quickly. It was called Rendezvous Tech. It's still on my LinkedIn. Right? So like two months time, I died, right? So terrible. And then I realized, oh yeah, it's just an execution error, you know, just too much really that we don't know. And I just really wanted to learn, right? And I just scheduled like coffee chats with a lot of founders at Blocks Anyone because that was where we started uh, Rendezvous Tech, right? And I met a lot of founders, right? Uh, Park and Parcel, you know, and, and, and many of these startups, right? We're still here today. And then I met Henry. And I was like, okay, I want to follow this guy, right? I feel like there's this a lot I can learn from him. That was it. Like, I just, okay, went back to NOC and say, hey, guys, can you all convert me to NOC Singapore? I just like, I will, I'm joining ShopBack. Can you help me convert? Then you're like, okay, I'll convert. So <laughs> that was how I, I joined uh, ShopBack and how I got into NOC program. And I, I basically like worked my ass off for like one year over there. <laughs> before, realizing, before realizing that like hiring is so difficult, hiring tech can is so difficult. And that's why um, once I graduated, uh, which is another miracle on its own. But anyway, I graduated and actually I started my play. Yeah. So tell us more about uh, what you were doing at Shortback. Uh, how, how was the experience like working in probably quite an early startup at that stage probably, right? Yeah, when I first joined them, right, I still remember they were like, I think it's 80 people if I'm not wrong. The tech team was like 15 people. So, like, like obviously now they are like huge, right? But back yep. then was like series A. So it was still not very apparent la, like it was going to be like that huge, right? But it was very clear to me that the team was super driven, like very driven, very focused, very hardworking. And I was basically hired in to, to basically build their engineering team. Mm -hmm. and, but what, what was very different was that I wasn't a typical recruiter there. At that point in time, engineering team of the team, they wanted to double that team. I was like, okay, we have been hiring in Singapore. Clearly, it was like not growing. So what, mm -hmm. what was the plan here, right? So it, Henry was the boss then. Right? I mean, he's still the boss, but I, I, I reported directly to him. He was like, okay, look, let's start the team in Taiwan and Vietnam from scratch. I was like, okay, so how? It's then, then you know, that was one of the, the periods in my life where it was more like, it was just mission first. Everything else will follow with the mission, right? So the mission was set out a team in Taiwan and Vietnam. Mm. And I was, I was concurrently still hiring in Singapore, by the way. Mm. So then I just got thrown into Vietnam, thrown into Taiwan, no engineering headcount, and I had to just like build a pipeline interview a ton of people, hire the manager, and then let them self-multiply, right? So that's exactly what I did. Wow. It was crazy because uh, in Taiwan, it was still easier because there was already some presence there. There was a business there already. Like Shopback Taiwan was already launched. People heard of Shopback. So it was easier. And there was an office. There was an entity, right? So I just had to interview people. Mm. Vietnam was crazy. Vietnam has no entity, no office, nothing, right? So literally, I was interviewing people at a cafe. And people were like, what the hell is Shopback? Then I had to explain to them, oh, Southeast Asia, Shopback. Uh, player, mm. uh, a cashback player, you know, number one in the region. Yep. We're not here in Vietnam yet, but we're setting, thinking of setting up a team here. Do you want to spearhead this and be employee number one here in Vietnam? It's like interviewing people in cafes, you know, it's crazy. So yeah, like interview a ton, hired the engineering leader and then just self-multiplied from there. La. And then uh, it was very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds very exciting, right? It's it's really scaling up, right? Uh, the team in the region and also kind of uh, globally in, in a way. Just, you know, um, maybe you can share with us a little bit more on 
did these things that you learned in Shopback help you in starting NoteFlare and, and how? Well, it helped that I'm a recruiter, right? I was a recruiter. <laughs> I think first is identifying the problem, right? I, I mean, okay, so I think for, for the listeners, I think NoteFlare today is very different when we first started. That's a fact, okay? Very, very different. Today, we are a career transparency site. People kind of peg us to like, say, Glassdoor and the likes. Uh, obviously, we have huge ambitions to do a lot more, which I, I can talk about later. Mm-hmm. But when we first started, it was not apparent. And it wasn't very clear. As I mentioned, when we first started, it was just like me wanting to run a business. Uh, we, we saw a need. I knew how to recruit. So I was just like, okay, you know what? Let's just set up a recruitment company. We'll mm-hmm. figure out the rest later. <laughs> so that was a start. So it helped. Like, it helped that, you know, in, in Shopback, I had a ton of skill in terms of like recruiting tech talents. I have a network. I've seen how recruitment companies work with Shopback. And now I knew how to kind of be on the opposite side, right? So Shopback was one of our first clients. Obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, so, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it started off with the NOC network. I went to like like Carousel and said, yep. hey, you know, like, we're starting <laughs> this. Do you need help? We give you like huge discount. Yep. Let's go funny, right? And then like yeah. Sydney, you know, which are like my friends. So so we started with friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just from an investor standpoint, right? But even from customer base. Oh, mm-hmm. friends, like supporting me. So yep. uh, it helped. Uh, it helped, yeah. Still, I mean, it goes back to... I would say it's tradition, tradition, but it's really families and friends, right? To kind of kick that engine, kickstart the engine uh, in the first say, three to six months, right? It's really them knowing who you are as Ethan Ang, knowing, knowing that you're running this fantastic startup and, and really trusting you to, in a way, test it out, right? Uh, be a pioneer in testing your product or services, right? You know, on a point of friends, family and fools, right? I think mm. it's so real because... Like our early investors, right? Just just for context, one of them, oh yeah, apart from my parents, uh, and my <laughs> sister, which I try to like, hey guys, I'm gonna, you know, I'm doing this, just support me a bit, lah, right? <laughs> apart from that, right, we have one investor who put in, you know, short 10K check, right? He was actually a candidate in Shopback. Very, very interesting. Wow. I met him and I felt like he was one of the smartest person I met. Somehow it didn't work out with Shopback, but I kept in close contact. And then, right, when we were... When I was starting NoteFlare, I texted him and said, hey, bro, will you use this product? He was like, mm. no, I won't use this shit. La. <laughs> then after that, we, we pivoted and stuff, right? Mm. Like two, three times. And then eventually he said like, look, like this sounds fun. Call me in, right? So so like 100%, right? And I realized that the transaction currency is actually trust. La, because people mm. were not betting on my idea. La. People are betting on me, right? So yep. like early days, it's like that. Yep. No choice. Even customers, right? And really, I can tell you, like, touch my heart. The service was shit la, at the start, right? <laughs> and you just need people who will trust you, law that eventually, you know, it's just, just really like like a very soft thing, like just supporting. Mm. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's really, uh, really, really uh, interesting that we pointed out that uh, this is trust, right? And also aligned values, right? I think the aligned values that, that bring people together to collaborate and to go on the same mission. I think that's something that really really strike partnerships uh, as well as, uh, you know, investments as well, right? Investing uh, or team, getting the team, uh, getting the pioneer team, uh, as well as um, your early uh, co-founders coming together, right? To hustle, right? Tell us a little bit more on, on meeting your co-founders. It's always a great team that makes great products, right? So tell us more about how you meet them. Yeah, so so right now my co-founder is Adrian, which I met in Shopback. Right. So funny story, how I met him is that I'm sitting here, he's sitting like beside me, right? <laughs> so I'm in the HR team and then he's in the finance team doing data crunching for, because I think Shopee was trying to raise the Series B then. So they had to pull out a lot of data. So he was like a data cruncher. He just pulled from a DB. So he was a, a tech background. Mm. But this guy, right? He is one of the hardest 
hardest working person I met lah, and I know till date lah, even like shop back right like I work super hard he works super hard we were the last few last few people in office most of the time so then we developed that that trust lah, like hey you know you're you know you stayed out and we talk a lot of random shit right and it's like mm. yeah so 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 that was what we were doing lah. Uh, get to know him as a, someone that really driven and then he was also quite entrepreneurial lah. so we talked about ideas, we play with ideas. In fact, we play with an idea that has nothing to do with Noteflare before. Uh, oh, we joined okay. hackathons and, and eventually we were like, okay, you know, look, like Ethan, you have this skill set of recruiting. Shall we do something in HR tech since we understand the space well? So this is fun. Uh. Yeah. Right. So sounds like there, there were a few, I would say, in, in, it's, like, it's like dating, right? I mean, you go for a few hackathons, like you go for a few dating in a way and you find out that it's a good match, right? And then you kind of start to do an MVP in a way and, and, and see how it goes. It went out well, right? Um, share us more with, you know, starting from two packs, right? Um, how did it go, right? From having a two-man team to uh, what it is today and no flat. I think first year was very difficult, I will be frank, because uh, mm. we actually started with three. I, I mean, Adrian and I started as co-founders, but we brought in a, a later stage co-founder. Mm-hmm. Um, that was 2018 as well, which is my OCS friend. Uh. So I mm. met someone, my, my friend in OCS, he, was, he knows how to code. He knows Ruby, which is great. We were built on that. So then he joined and he was an early employee. But along the journey after launch, like I think one year on or something, just like difference in values. So then yep. we, we separated. So from two to become three co-founders to become two. Right? So, you know, mm-hmm. it, things like this happen, right? And then mm-hmm. at the start, I think 2018, 2019, it was a bunch of like 10, 20 people and all interns. <laughs> it was an intern army, right? But we hired the smartest interns mm. and the most hardworking interns we know. I still remember the interview process was very funny. Right? Like, we will send them texts and say that we work till you need to catch the last train, right? Are you up for it? And then most of them will be like, oh shit, like this is not what I want. <laughs> and it's a self fulfilling <laughs> process because 9 out of 10 people will just sell, right? But 1 in 10 will be like, hey, yeah. this is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm, I want to optimize for learning. I'm hungry. I just want to try things out. And those are the people we want. We brought in, right? And we were so desperate. You know, I wouldn't use the word desperate, but we were so hardcore that we just really want to find the best interns. I believe that that interns will just like strong with you, right? I mean, I was an intern back in Shopback as well, right? We pasted like posters all around NUS mm-hmm. Business School, all around NUS Computing, paste in toilet doors, uh, so when the door closed, right, when they are cheating, right, they can see, and then they have no choice but to scan the QR code, uh. And then the dean of computing was so mad at us. That I think like sometime one, two years later, we had a meeting with NUS Computing and the, the prof was like, you are the guys, right? So it's hilarious. Right? The toilet. <laughs> yeah, like, it was to the extent, right, that we had like 100 plus applicants and we only picked like two or three. That was an extreme like funnel, right? But we had the best interns. Uh. But anyway, mm. random story, right? But as we grow, we realized that we need continuity and then we started hiring full-timers. Uh, so when we raised around in 2019, it was even undisclosed, uh, but the round we raised like less than half a, half a mil, uh, very, very small round. Uh, but that allowed us to kickstart to start hiring full-timers. Mm. And uh, as we grow, then, then, then we became profitable and then it gets, give us a lot more uh, funds to actually build the team. So, so yeah, today we are about 11, t- 11 full-timers across Singapore and the Philippines. Mm. Uh, and uh, really had the privilege to work with some of the best people, so I would say. Uh, who are driven by the mission also very very blessed i would say yeah yeah i think i think um, early employees in startup like first five or first ten there's always there's this common 
character of like hunger, right? And really passion in the problem that you are solving. Um, and really kudos to you and, and a lot of founders who are also kind of selling the dream. In fact, selling the dream to em- to early employees to join you is like, you know, for me, company is like, you know what Jiren is talking about? I'm going to get you to do stuff for me. But in a startup, is kind of a different thing, right? Uh, and we're going to talk about more into career transparency uh, for this tech career super app, like no flare, right? Share with us. I mean, I love your LinkedIn post, by the way, right? On, on you know, thanks, um, thanks. open... <laughs> Open salaries of um engineers or, or you know in the tech scene, right? So what is your what's your plan? What's the strategy to to continue to grow to be a you know tech career super app? So by the way, super app is an internal code name because we were like figuring out our path, right? And we decided mm-hmm. to just help our users and we realized that they needed job, they needed content and whatever. So we just strapped everything together. So we call ourselves yep. tech career super app. But I think today it becomes clearer and clearer what the, the mission and vision is, right? The mission is to really help people make better career decisions. And we fundamentally believe that here in Asia, career is a very opaque, very, you know, companies just remain opaque, mm. right? And it doesn't involve that way. You see the US becoming more transparent with their bands and, and whatnot, right? And I think it's mm. good for everybody. Here in Asia, still not the case. So we mm. believe that uh, we want to be able to kind of put out all this information, reliable information. Uh, there's a difference between information and reliable information, right? Glassdoor have a ton of information, but are you able to make reliable inf- uh, decision? You can't. So the vision is really to be that one place where people can make better career decisions, uh, salary data, culture, benefits, and whatnot. So as we speak, right, we actually just launched two weeks ago uh, the employer branding product, uh, which allows companies to claim the page and codify and write and sell their culture on our platform. You know, there's no point uh, having an amazing culture, but nobody knows. Yep. So I, would, I realized at NoFlare because now we have an interesting kind of flow of candidates coming to NoFlare. We have more than 20% penetration here in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can help companies shine. So that's what we are trying to do. And we are now trying to play with certain premium features to upsell them and, and build it into a SaaS product. So the 18 months goal is clear uh, to raise a Series A. Uh, right now, actually, as we speak, we are closing our round. Hopefully, you all will, by the time this launches, uh, we will announce that, but let's see. Yeah. But yeah, 18 months time, we hope to raise a Series A and the goal is really to be the number one uh, career recommendations engine uh, eventually. Yeah. Nice, nice. Exciting. Congrats anyway, uh, you know, on, 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 on wrapping that up uh, on to really grow the team further, right? To really yep. achieve the mission together as a team. So in this couple of, you know, few years that, that you are running this um, company, uh, what is, if there's one lesson that you learned being a founder, right? Hustling. What is that? Wow, I wish I can share. I have a ton of lessons, right? Just one, like uh, big one, like biggest one, maybe. Wow, one big I don't one. A bunch, I but, really would yeah. say, I would really say that it is to be very clear. Like, and and I'm not sure how actionable this is, right? But I realized mm. that the company can only grow as fast as you grow as a person, right? It's very interesting. I realized that a lot of problems and how you make decisions, right? Based is, is actually boils back down to who you are as a person. It's a journey of soul searching. Uh, and I would say that you need to be very clear why you're doing what you're doing. If you can answer that very clearly, you're very, very clear, then I think it will guide you in many, many decisions. So I think long story short is to be damn clear why you're doing this. Are you doing it for money? Is there a better way to earn money, right? Then that's a follow-up question. Are you doing it for impact? Okay, then if it's impact, then why not join an early stage startup? Also have impact one. So you need to ask difficult questions upfront, right? And then if you're clear, right, I think it will be it will be very clear uh, why you're doing it. 
Because I think a lot of people don't don't do that. Even I was like that. Like early days, a lot of ego, just want to start something, want to get a recognition. It's like for the wrong reasons, right? And then you start mm. to confront and then you realize that shit, like actually you can also get all this outside, right? And then you mm. start to ask the difficult questions, you get to this golden nugget why you're doing it. Then yeah, okay. Then then yeah, it guides, it guides you and it becomes your flame and, and why you wake up every day, you know? So be clear. Long story short the flame and be clear of why you're doing what you're doing. Really, really love what you just said just now uh, on that point. Let's switch just a little bit, right? To slightly different top topic, right? Uh, a more generic topic on latest trends in the hiring scene, right? Or the great resignation, uh, quote unquote, right? And shuffle. What are your thoughts on that in this couple of years? And so what we have been seeing and we have shared with like the press, right? I think, by the way, we have like a lot of press mentions this year. I think all of them came to us to quote our salary data, uh, if you have not seen our salary data, um, we have churned out a report recently with Quest Ventures. Uh, just go to our site, download it, right? It's free. It's amazing data, right? You, you can see, right? I think especially here in Singapore, it become a fighting zone for tech talents. Mm. Uh, with the borders shut back then because of COVID, suddenly every tech talent here, right? Because we are no longer importing at that point in time. Everyone here becomes superstars, right? And then you see the salary increasing like crazy, right? Um, obviously, I think the past, there was a twist and turn, right? Because I think the past couple of months, you see the market cooling down. Even as I was mm. raising, I realized, wow, shit, like it becomes harder, right? So mm. like, I think a lot of people have predicted that, you know, a recession is coming, right? And suddenly the, 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 the pendulum, right? From being a very candidate-driven market has started to slowly shift to employers, meaning that employers can now make more, uh, have more say, right? Mm-hmm. But I think tech is still, frankly, it's still a candidate-driven market. It's just to an extent of how much that is. As a result of that, I think that while we still see salaries increasing, I think it, it, my prediction is that it will, it will cool a little bit. Like. That's my take. We are starting to see more companies um, slowing hiring, not even hiring, or some even firing. So I think it's happening. Like. Not the best. Like. Not the best time, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the tech scene, as we know, right, this half, right, it's been, it's been quite, a, quite a challenging times for sure. Uh, for every yep. tech company, it's big or small, uh, regardless, to be honest. Um, kind of wrapping up this episode as well, right, uh, last couple of questions. Uh, what is one piece of advice you would like to give uh, to listeners here who are hustling daily? Yeah, I think be clear. I think back to my er- earlier point on clarity, right? I think be very clear who you're serving. I think... Mm. And why, why you're doing what you're doing. Because I think a lot of people, and I think it's not just founders, right? I think a lot of people sometimes like they're, they're in it because it's like a, a like mm-hmm. a, just, just like, well, everyone is doing this, I identify doing it. But they have not spent deliberate thought into why they're doing it, right? And mm-hmm. what that means is that that's why you sometimes hear like quarter life crisis, mid life crisis, because suddenly they, one day they just confront it and then like, oh shit, why am I doing this? Why, why am I doing what I'm doing for the past few years? And they can't answer. It's damn crazy. So for me, it's like, just be very clear about why you're mm. doing something. And mm. I think that clarity and knowing what your opportunity costs are and knowing that clearly and you still doing it is so important. I, I don't know how else I can overemphasize that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Thanks for that. You know what? One question around back to, you know, this is the NUS Overseas College alumni series and we really, yeah. re- really love to learn about, you know, like the whole alumni network is very strong, um, pretty much quite close-knitted in a way. Uh, what is one word you describe right this uh, program and this network and why it's like a family i think i'll describe it as a family because there's some form of warmth and you know it's so funny right because sometimes you know when you meet people for the first time you had to go through formalities somehow if you say hey you're noc yeah eh? i noc yeah 
suddenly, right, you shortcut a lot of things and then suddenly there's this familiarity like you have known each other for a while and you sh- you have so much shared, you know, experiences. For example, the interview with Prof, right? <laughs> During the process, like they, them grilling you. Mm. It's like there's so much shared experience, right? Oh, Prof Wong, you know. Oh, and, and all these things, right? And I, I think it's so amazing. And then, and then you know, mm. wow, uh, wow, Siri was my housemate, you know, that kind of thing. Like, like people sharing this that kind of things, right? It's so amazing. And and I, I think that it's so helpful. In fact, you know, people like Siri and some NOC alumni are, are investing in us and all have invested in yep. us. And it's so amazing that we are kind of like co-helping one another, you know, NoteFlare providing service to NOC companies, NOC founders investing in NoteFlare. You know, it's just like an amazing ecosystem. And I just want to make sure that it's tightly needed. I think Tech and Asia mm-hmm. had this uh, NOC mafia, right? Uh, they oh, released right, something right, what, right. last year or something. I can't remember when la. So it's, it just shows that the influence NOC has, right? And I think it's amazing. And I think we should just keep in close contact with this network, be warm and, and help one another. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, well said one word, right? Family and, and really supporting each other, um, bringing each other up, right? And really mentoring each other in a way as well, right? Uh, even if yeah. it's young, younger alumni or older, older alumni, really, really going success uh, together. We love your point just now when, you know, oh, we, if we are alumni, we, we should we kind of can strike a chord with each other, right? Um, one episode, yeah, yeah, a few episodes earlier, he mentioned that it's like NS, it's like army. You know, we talk about hey, you know, guys and guys, you are from this unit and all that kind of things. And straight away, you have a channel already, kind of created, right? Cool, cool, cool. Um, just last question to wrap up the episode. Uh, I usually usually ask this question at the start, um, but for you, I'm gonna ask this at the end. Is that how do you come up with the name of Noteflare and what does it really mean? <laughs> So how we think we think about it is this, right? Node are different points in the network, right? And Flare is helping you shine. When we first started, we wanted to help the developers shine. But today, I think we're helping both shine, even companies. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we know of so many great companies, even in Block 71. There's an amazing culture, amazing team, amazing product, but nobody knows about them. And I think that Node Flare today, since we've gotten so many traffic and audience of tech talents, we can help these companies shine, right? So not once again, the network, Flare is helping you shine. So that's how we got the name. Awesome. And that is a wrap. It's a continue to connect the dots, connecting the notes and really shining and helping the company shine, uh, helping them to eventualize their culture to potential uh, people who join them in their mission. Thank you, Ethan, for your time. Uh, and really, really Thanks. love this episode for you uh, as you share your experience. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Your Grid Story Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Chase your dreams, live out your passion, and discover your great story.